Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reach. I am your host, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, Jessica Van. And today we have the effervescent and charismatic Karina Ruggiero in the studio with us. Did I say Ruggiero right? Yes. Really? Rug- well, so it's no, Ruggiero. Ruggiero. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> I want to be a Ruggiero. <laughs> it's great. So welcome, Karina. It's Wonderful to have you. Thank we, you. We are going to be speaking today about the topic of growth through adversity and how we as executive assistants can um, leverage challenging times or challenging circumstances, adverse circumstances, and use them as a catalyst for growth. So uh, the theme of today is going to be a little bit more retrospective in nature, and we're going to be asking Karina to reflect on some of the challenges that she's faced in her career and how she has not only triumphed over them, but also used them as a catalyst for growth and personal evolution. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to just highlight a couple of Karina's impressive um, attributes. So Karina was most recently the business operations director at Pearl Law Group, which is arguably the best corporate immigration law firm in the nation. And uh, also its sister tech companies, Pearl Immigration, Pearl Travel Tech, and Tracker. Prior to that, she was the executive assistant to Pearl CEO. She was the executive assistant to MuleSoft CEO and Pinterest's CFO. Before this leg in her career, Karina also worked at the Department of State in Milan, uh, Italy, and ranked as a top English teacher at KIC, where she served international students from over 40 countries. So, again, so delighted to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Um, And first, I just want to say how honored I am to be here. I think I've known you all since the beginning of my EA journey, um, gosh, years ago. So I've worked with you both on um, the side when I was looking for a position and also on the other side when I was looking to place positions. So I just, this team is incredible and I can just feel your passion every time I talk to you. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm really blessed to uh, have found you. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to start with that. Thank you. And, it, Thank and you, it, for that. you know yeah. what? And it's it, it's it always speaks to how the CEO runs the firm and and the type of people they hire. So, last night I was kind of writing up my notes about like what I wanted the message to be for this podcast, and and the theme is growth through adversity. So, like the two things I came up with were that I hope to, that I can really speak to like inner power and inner strength. Because I think when you have that and when you can grow that, your possibilities are truly unlimited. Um, and the second thing is that I hope to serve you all and um, that you guys can learn from some of the dumb things I've done in my career. <laughs> um, and I was actually I was chatting with uh, one of my former bosses. He's my mentor now. And I remember having a conversation with him a couple years ago. And I said, you know, 
do you ever look back, you know, in years past at like how you handled some situations in your career and feel really embarrassed? Yeah, cringe at your own <laughs> memory. Cringe. Yeah, oh, totally. And he, and he yes. kind of laughs at me, like, are you kidding me? And he goes, shoot, I'm embarrassed about what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, that kind of was a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, Karina, stop taking yourself so seriously, right? right? Everybody makes mistakes. And, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's reassuring that someone with a pedigree as distinguished as yours can sit here and say, Oh my God, I made some ridiculously <laughs> stupid, <laughs> short sighted, bad decisions, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, that just shows that life is forgiving and people are forgiving. And as long as there's growth yeah. and there's reflection, right? Like it's. Exactly. And you know, one of the things I was going to talk about this later, but it kind of fits into what we're saying now is. Um, I really like I became an executive assistant originally because I wanted to work with great leaders like and I wanted to pick up all those skills. And, you know, I studied psychology. That was my background. Under mm -hmm. What is the psychology of a great leader? Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you the thing from working with all these different, very successful um, leaders is that the number one thing that I saw in all of them was this relentless relentless ability to bounce back quickly, this mm. re relentless resilience. Because I tell you, all of them made, you know, pretty bad mistakes, sure. um, as we all do. And uh, the, all of them got embarrassed at times. But I tell you, they could bounce back in a, in a second. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to dive in. Yeah. Um, would love to kind of uh, start this conversation by hearing your perspective on what the common challenges executive assistants often face and should be prepared for when, you know, thinking about a career like this or even if they're in the midst of a career. Yeah. So I think um, oftentimes you can you are launched into having a seat at the table very, very quickly um, or let's say a, a, almost a pseudo seat at the table. Right. Mm -hmm. You have access to um, a lot of power, a lot of responsibility, oftentimes very early in your career. Mm -hmm. um, and so you are gr you are drinking from the fire hose in a lot of cases. You are growing at hyper speed because. Because you have access, this direct access to mm -hmm. the leadership team, and when they see what you can do, they'll, you know, especially at these high growth companies where you're doubling year over year over year, right. um, and there's w way too few people uh, to do everything that needs to be done, you take on a massive amount of responsibility. And so I would say that is the first challenge is just um, being able to to grow at supersonic speed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. the, the second thing um, I would say is that a lot of these positions can be really high stress, heavy workload, and you're always on. So it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's really, uh, you just have to learn. And it's... Um, you know, some people thrive off of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly have uh, definitely thrived off it in my life. Well, there's an adrenaline to that for sure. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So so you do. You get addicted. And, you know, I've read these books where they talk about people that actually get you do get addicted to the adrenaline sometimes. But um, you do have to be careful with that, too. You have to be very vigilant about taking care of yourself, which I think we'll we'll talk about later mm -hmm. on. And then the third thing I like to say about these roles, it's interesting because in a lot of positions, you'll either um, be kind of on the more detail-oriented side and you're kind of like diving into all these details, or you're in a more high-level managerial role where you're kind of seeing the big picture and directing people, um, inspiring people, 
uh, working with people. But in this position, I like to say it's like you're zooming in and zooming out, zooming in and zooming out. So you have to be really, really spot on with your details. um, But you also have to be able to see the big picture. Yeah, I mean, those are very real challenges (laughs) that you've articulated. I I think especially this idea of having to grow at warp speed when there's really no opportunity for like a dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, great. Like it's, you know, (laughs) it's opening night. (laughs) It's Broadway and here we are. Now run. Yeah, we only rehearse lines once, but go, you know. (laughs) So I think that, I mean, that's really... So how do you compensate for that when there's, you know, there's really not an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, trial and error and think like when the stakes are that high and you're and you're already functioning or the expectations that you're already functioning at a certain level? Yeah. How are you supposed to compensate for that? It's funny. I um, I'm really close to my 99 year old grandmother. Mm. And last night I said, Grandma, I'm going to be on the radio because she (laughs) doesn't know what a podcast is. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know what a podcast is. Of course. Um, And she was like, you know, uh, I saw her this morning and I said, uh, Grandma, okay, I'm going to be on the radio. And she's like, Oh, what station? I said, It'll be on in a few days. (laughs) Um, But I said, If you had to give uh, one word of advice to, to young people in their career, what would it be? And she said, Just keep trying. Yeah. So um, honestly, you will figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to figure it out, you will figure it out. Um, There's always a way to figure it out. So you can draw on um, what what I did and and do to this day is always draw on resources, um, Mm -hmm. outside resources. Mm -hmm. So if you are put on a project, you have no idea how to do it. I mean, you can look inside at the company if there's somebody else who knows how to do it, depending how big the company is. Um, But a lot of times, like you you build a network of friends and colleagues who maybe have Mm -hmm. done this. So, digging into more specifically your career, mm-hmm. um, I think you, you know you I took, articulated some of the ones that, um, kind of generally speaking, executive assistants may have to face. But what what challenges have you specifically encountered? I mean, just naming the companies that you've been a part of. I mean, these were some incredibly um, catalytic, blessed. Yeah. very blessed. Also, yeah. a testament to you, Thank right? Thank you. Um, but I mean, every, I mean, everyone knows these companies, Pinterest and MuleSoft. I mean, I know MuleSoft ultimately went public and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was at the same time that you were there, but you know, sure, these yeah. were companies that were doing some really massive undertakings. So what are some of the challenges that you encountered during that, um, time. phase? Yeah. Um, I was like, I was thinking about, um, cause I had a little sneak preview on the questions, like which challenges I wanted to talk about. And I thought, you know, I am here because I want to hopefully help other people. Um, and so I thought I would talk about the most difficult challenge I faced in my career. Okay. And it was one that really forced me to take a look at my own beliefs and mm-hmm. do a lot of self-reflection. Um, and I, I, you know, what came to me when I was thinking about this is like, Oprah says this thing where she says, sometimes life whispers to you. And if you don't hear it, then it'll hit you on the side of the head with a brick. Mm -hmm. And if you still don't get it, the brick wall falls down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I think it was one of those, Mm -hmm. those instances. Um, so I left, uh, so in the Bay Area, you know, there's always, there's so many opportunities right now. And I had a really amazing job, but I left it because um, I was going to take the next step in my career or, or what I thought would be the next step in my career. And I vetted the position, what I thought was, was really well. Um, and I started, you know, it, it was one of the hot companies. I thought it was my dream job. Mm-hmm. Um and when I got there, um, 
it, it turned out to be very different than um, what I expected it to be. One of the the beliefs that I held was that, especially early in my career, is like, if I work the hardest, you know, if I work these long hours, if I perform the highest, it was almost ego-driven, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, I work the hardest, I perform the highest, I will be rewarded. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, would, I was always the one staying uh, there late at night, you know, working on the weekends, all of that stuff. Um, but when I got to this place... That was not how it worked for me. <laughs> it was because um, humans are humans sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was in a very difficult position with somebody um, in a place of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and you expect that everybody will like you and, and be fair to you mm-hmm. if you um, if you put that out. But that's just... You know, the the song by Frank Sinatra comes to me, that's life. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like this this stage where I matured in my career right. and kind of um, understood that there is more than, than just performing well and, and being a good person. Sure. And that not every— It's not as, as straightforward it's, as that. It's not, yeah. yeah. And it seems obvious, right? But sometimes you have to experience no, it No, I don't think that's obvious understand. at all. No, huh. I, I yeah. definitely—I think that there's— so many people that go through that kind of um, heartache of recognizing like, wow, this just straight up is not just. (laughs) And I've been loyal. I've been effective. I've proven myself. I've been devoted. I've been dedicated. And yet these things are still happening or there's there's still this imbalance or there's this lack of recognition. I don't think that's I I think it's a really... um, debacling and devastating lesson to have to come to grips with because you want to believe that those things are just like, you know, truths that we hold and that any, you know, sane environment is going to recognize that. But no. And you think because like, you know, these people, there's these people in in positions of power and authority above you. They've worked so hard and like that's kind of how they got there. But then you read these stories in the newspaper and stuff. So when you actually live one of the stories. Oh, Karina. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Silly, silly naive me. Um, But but the ending to that story is um, that, you know, I just stuck to my values. Um, I Mm -hmm. spoke up when it was really difficult Mm -hmm. um, and I had to to say something and I forever look back on myself and say, Mm -hmm. good job, Karina. Like Mm -hmm. you stood for what you believed in. Um, and, and what did that look like? Was that, did that mean um, you ultimately resigned or did that mean you advocated for yeah. something that you needed at the time? Or Exactly. So, uh, like, yes, I did leave. Uh-huh. Um, and I spoke and I took a, a very big risk in saying, um, you know, without going into too much detail mm-hmm. or revealing sure. the company, um, I, I uh, said some things that were really risky to my career. Uh-huh. Um, but I would tell you the biggest lesson I got out of that was if you do the right thing, um, even though it might be hard at that moment, mm-hmm. it always works out and mm-hmm. people respect you. Mm-hmm. And so my message is, because I think a lot of people are probably going through, you know, I've heard so many stories, um, not just with EAs, but like in careers mm-hmm. um, where people are quiet because they are concerned about somebody who is in a position of authority above them. Like mm-hmm. they might, even though they're doing the right thing, that they might somehow sabotage their career. Mm-hmm. 
But I promise you, you you stick with the right thing. It always works out and it comes back. Maybe just not right away, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that actually, I don't know if you want to talk about the second part of that now, but what that led to mm-hmm. after, which is when I reconnected with you all. Oh, well, great. <laughs> yes. So after that, I cut my losses, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this whole difficult like lesson and experience I learned led to an amazing opportunity in my life. It's like it's almost like a fairy tale ending, to be honest. Um, so Maven ended up placing me in uh, one of my best positions that I've had. It was amazing for my career growth. Um, but the even more um, kind of phenomenal part of that story is that at the time, um, my husband is actually, he's an Indian, well, he was an Indian citizen, and um, we were having some very complex immigration matters, and he had been stuck abroad. He actually, by the time he got back here, he had been stuck abroad for two years. Um, I was actually placed after this difficult time, you know, kind of overcoming it, uh, a position, you know, at one of the the top corporate immigration law firms in the nation. Mm-hmm. The CEO mm-hmm. fought our case mm-hmm. and got him home. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't know if he would have gotten home otherwise. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Um, the managing partner flew out to India with us. I mean, <gasps> they were just. I didn't know that yeah. part of the story. Oh my god, they Karina! were amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the CEO wow. is like coming to USCIS saying, this couple, this marriage is true. You know, she, right. it was like a movie. Right. Like, um, yeah, I mean, and not only that, it was just an amazing career experience. Um, and <laughs> I remember the moment in the conversations regarding, you know, your the offer conversations and mm-hmm. you coming on board. And I remember... Somehow in the course of just, you know, as you do when you interview with somebody, you know, you you share parts of your life and your story and whatever. And I remember that that became known to the CEO mm-hmm. um, and Julie Pearl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I remember Amazing that. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember her making some kind of a comment to the effect of like, you know, like uh, not only do we so believe in you for this position and you're like, you know, exactly mm-hmm. what I'm looking for and, and and the type of person that I need in my in my organization and also to have her back. But she's I remember her saying the, making the offer that um, that she would uh, take on your case yeah. and, and she would oversee that. And uh, I mean, we were just I'm sure you were just like so blown away. And what I didn't know is the extent of what that meant as far as what like what they went through. And and I mean, now I just learned like flying to India and really like, you know, petitioning for you guys and Mm -hmm. and advocating for your love. I mean, that's just amazing. But I mean, to going back to our, our conversation around challenge. Right. And it's like so you had to work up the muster and the chutzpah, so to speak. <laughs> That's my grandmother's word. Oh, I love it. That would be <laughs> Julie Pearl's word, oh, word really? as well. Perfect. Yeah. I love there it. you go. So you had to work up the, the gumption to face down and stare down some of the challenges that were really gripping you in in the environment that you were previously. And so in so doing, because I do believe that the universe is very um, cosmic in that way and karmic in that way, but in so doing, it's like, you know, you also opened yourself up to new opportunities and you also, I think, probably had more clarity about mm-hmm. how you wanted to seek out your next opportunity and what mm-hmm. types of qualities or attributes you were looking for in an executive and in a work environment to ensure that you wouldn't kind of inherit the same situation, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's a 
beautiful um, takeaway as far as why there is value in going through challenge. And I mean, yours is like literally poetic, right? <laughs> we couldn't get more poetic oh than God. that. So um, going back to when you're staring down, you know, a challenge, um, you mentioned this before about the importance of, you know, I'm paraphrasing you, but not being an yeah. island, right? Like mm-hmm. drawing on resources, aligning yourself to organizations, finding mentors. But can you speak to kind of how you have um, enlisted others or kind of how you um, reach out to resources as needed during those types of situations? Um, I think I had a really, prior to this experience, I I had so many rules around what success looked like. And I actually applied those rules because I was doing a lot of hiring to myself. Mm -hmm. And I applied some very specific rules. And looking back, I may have missed out on some really great candidates. Um, I I was big into, um, and I still am, like no job hoppers, right? Um, And so if I saw a period of time when, you know, there was somebody at a, a position for a few months, I might pass over their resume. Um, I think that I and I would also take uh, back channel references to Mm -hmm. heart, even Mm -hmm. if it was just one or two. Mm. Um, So I think after having that experience and having um, only been at the company for a few months and just getting a totally new perspective, um, it actually really helps me in hiring because. I wouldn't, of course, you need to take everything into account, right? You know, mm-hmm. if somebody changes jobs 10 times sure. <laughs> or five times or whatever. But, you know, if it's one, you know, things happen in life. Right. Um, and sometimes there's a really good reason for yep. them. Um, so it was to be less judgmental. I think that's super powerful, right? Like to be a little bit more forgiving and, like you said, less judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I think we, we preach a lot and I know we talk a lot about in our own work is just like, you know, look for themes and mm-hmm. patterns. And I think everyone is allowed things that don't work out for whatever reason. It happens, mm-hmm. especially in these types of roles, which are so deeply, you know, personal mm-hmm. and the chemistry component. And I don't I don't know if that was the issue or not that you dealt yeah. with. You don't have to say. But the mm-hmm. point is that they're they're very much rooted in chemistry. And sometimes that's just, there's just an, a mismatch there. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you look at the overarching schema of their career. And is it like, you know, yeah. consistently like this or is it this was exactly. like a, just an out of the box thing? So I think that's a really important lesson is that we are also people and yeah. just as you know, we talked about challenges were also fallible and things yeah. happen, you know? Yeah. The number one for me, honestly, my first, the first, the biggest thing in my life has been to draw on my inner strength. Um, And I have been very lucky to have a great, um, you know, family who raised me and Mm -hmm. wonderful friends and everything. And um, I've always been a seeker. I've been seeking ever since I can remember, Mm -hmm. um, like, what makes people do the things they do? How can I live the most fulfilling life? How can I achieve? How can I be the most I can be? You know, just always asking questions. Mm -hmm. And to me, um, the main thing that I always come back to is, like, how can I grow my sense of... um, I like to use the word, lately I've been using the word radical responsibility mm. for your life. Mm-hmm. So how can I take radical responsibility for steering my life um, in the way that I want to steer it mm-hmm. and for also being happy? And so my first resource that I draw on is really, um, I guess it's my spirituality and my sense of self. Um, so I'll spend a lot of time during difficult times. I do spend a lot of time um, meditating mm-hmm. um, and reflecting uh, 
I also, <laughs> so that's the quiet side, right? Mm-hmm. Then I also spent, it, it's like two sides. So that's the more soft side, right? Mm-hmm. Then I have this fiery side, you know, this is the Italian in me, this fiery side where I'll <laughs> be like, okay, I'm taking cold showers for a week. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'll do that because I want to discipline my body. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to know, say, no, I have the power. I, you know, I'm in control. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do that or I'll, you know, scream like a crazy person in a car. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, that's a Tony Robbins. I was right? going to say, just trying to feel a little Tony Robbins walking on uh, hot coals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I've done that twice. <laughs> so let's change gears slightly and talk about um, failure. And, I mean, you, you kind of started the conversation by saying, oh, my gosh, I've done so many silly <laughs> things that just make me laugh at this point. So, like, what to the extent that you are comfortable sharing, you know, yeah. like, what are some some things that maybe you've just flat out um, just did not execute well or mm-hmm. things that, like you said, make you roll your eyes right now? <laughs> and how did you learn from those and, and become a more evolved version of yourself? Yeah, I was thinking about this. I was like, um, I have this one story that I love. It was uh, when I was for when I first started um, in the EA career. I actually um, we were doing these interviews. Uh, it was a very confidential position, and um, I was sharing, you know, the information with other executives. And I. Um, there was a part in the notes that was extremely confidential, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was moving a million miles per hour, um, and I missed taking out like two sentences that yeah. shouldn't have been there. Right. Um, and as soon as I realized what I did, first I said, "Well, do they beep out swear words here?" <laughs> <laughs> If you say it in Italian, I think it's okay. That's even a thing. And so I looked at my looked at it. I took a breath, and then I was like, "Oh God, okay." So then, uh, CEO came over. I said, "I said his name. I'm not. I said I need to talk to you for a second." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Brought him over to the room. I looked at him and I told him what happened. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, Karina, shit happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. And I realized in that moment and, you know, and I said that was in the beginning, but I worked with so many exceptional leaders who made really bad mistakes. Right. (laughs) Um, And I realized, you know, looking back. Of course, that was a major boo-boo, right? I right. shouldn't have done that. Right. But people make mistakes. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're humans. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and also, it's it's how you handle it, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I think, like, and I know there's, I mean, I'm sure every EA who's listening to this yeah. right now is sitting there going, like, oh, my God, I've uh-huh. totally done that. Or, you know, you fail to whatever, you know, check the flight for your executive and mm-hmm. they get to the airport and it's been canceled or what, you know, there's yeah. a million things that can go wrong in the course of managing so many details yeah. and so much information and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's also how you take ownership in the situation. Like, yeah. I'm sure had you not stared down the bowl and been <laughs> like, I, I did this and you brought your executive into a room, you looked him in the eyes and you were like, I screwed up. I take ownership of this yeah. and what, you know, right? Like, yeah. How do you, I think that's much, much, take being brave in that moment, I feel like is a much better um, 
Yeah. You know, outcome than than cowering. Definitely, because if you try to hide it, or well, first of all, you'll feel terrible about yourself. But it could get out, definitely much more out of control. I feel, yeah. feel if you don't, right. you know, try to hit the nail on the head right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, how have these experiences? Um, I think you've talked about, you know, how they've shaped you as a person for sure. Um, in being just really mindful of mm-hmm. your own well-being and, and just really conscious of the types of decisions and choices that you make for yourself and being aware of your happiness as a, mm-hmm. as a priority, right, and mm-hmm. as, a, as a life goal. Um, but how have they shaped maybe how you actually support people? Well, first of all, whenever I walk into a room now, I try to, you know, into a meeting, um, I try to understand what the outcome I want is, but also... I kind of, I I try to, I'm not going to say I always do it, but I, I almost always <laughs> do, do it, um, is like kind of say what's the best outcome for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I try to go into situations um, with a mindset of serving, um, whereas I think when I was younger, it was more like how much can I achieve? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I do think I had that that other side in me about how can I serve, how can I help. Mm-hmm. But it's just that that part has um, grown mm-hmm. as I've matured. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, it's just led to the same theme, a lot more uh, understanding. Um, you know, if somebody you're working closely with has it, like in these roles, you are in, it's almost like being an athlete in these roles um, in a different way, in the sense that you are an athlete or like a warrior or something. Mm-hmm. You are constantly under these incredibly high stress, high stakes um, situations um, day after day. Right. And so it is having a understanding of that people are human. And so when people break, uh, snap, um, whoever it may be, the person you're supporting or colleagues or whatever, it's just going back to who is that person really. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe, honestly, like not taking things personally Mm -hmm. because everybody has their story and what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's just more, I'm more understanding as I mature in my career. And hopefully when I'm 100 years old, I'll be 100 times more understanding. Mm -hmm. Do you think that all challenges can be productive? Or do you think there are certain challenges that are just quite honestly, like, unproductive? And like, it's just like, ugh, enduring this (laughs) is not going to yield any gain. (laughs) And it's just time to cut your losses kind of thing? Or do you think that there can be a silver lining to all challenges? At least professionally that you've encountered. I think hands down, absolutely every challenge can be productive. It's a choice. I recently heard this. It was um, a story about two vets, and this is a true story. There was one vet, uh, so both of them sadly had seen their best friend die in a very brutal way. Mm -hmm. One of the vets then went on to decide that... um, he was going to be very careful about building any relationships in the future mm-hmm. and that he couldn't trust anyone. Okay. Um, and then the other vet went on to live life to the fullest in every moment um, and to show as much love as he could in every moment because he decided you never know when your loved ones are going to go. Mm. So same horrible situation mm-hmm. Those two men had very different lives that they lived after that because they mm-hmm. made a choice. Um, and so I, I think if um, 
a vet going through a situation like that can make a decision to live a fuller life because of that. I think any challenge we face in our careers, we mm-hmm. can decide that it's going to be positive and mm-hmm. help us bring mm-hmm. us to the next level. Mm-hmm. So if you could give us three lessons that you've learned in your career thus far, what do you think are like your three big career lessons? Number one would go back to like on your life um, and take that radical responsibility, decide how you're going to take in an experience. Um, You can't control outside factors. I think you can influence them, Mm -hmm. but you can always control internal how you uh, interpret them and handle them. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing goes back to what I talked about. I think the more success you have in life, I've seen this with my husband as an actor too, and just following uh, great leaders and just mentors and everything and and wonderful people, you know, that I read about. I feel like the more success you have in life, the more detractors you have. Um, It's like you get a lot of people who love you, but you also get a lot of people who can detract. And Mm so it just, as you gain more success, you just have to rely more on yourself too. Mm. Um, And then number three is shit happens, bounce back. (laughs) (laughs) So we like to ask one final question of our guests, which is uh, if you could support anyone in the world, and this could be throughout the course of history and the course of time, who, oh, and uh, yeah, uh, just in general, who would it be? And oh why. gosh, I had my, I had my answer prepared and then I, but now you just expanded to the course of history and, and time. time. I know it's kind of crazy. Like Ooh. it could be Cleopatra. I mean, we could, we could take it way back. <laughs> okay. I'll go with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. And I actually think you might be able to guess by now. Tony but. Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. Um, Tony and Sage. I just, I think they're really special people in this world. Um, and I think he's just a great leader. And uh, so many of my lessons of like ownership and shaping your life have come from him. And his wife is amazing too. She's more on the spiritual side and um, the more feminine side and they partner together. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. I would love to work for them. Yeah. <laughs> I will someday. I will work with yeah, them. Yeah, because he would want you to affirm that goal, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, this has been so much fun, Karina. Thank you, Thank you so much. I've had a smile on my face the whole time as oh, we've been good. talking. So, And you didn't really use your hands that much. Oh, I know good. you were concerned that the hands were going to start waving and we might hit the mic, but it didn't happen. So <laughs> thank you so much for being so um, open with the lessons and the struggles that you've stared down in your career. And I think that there's a lot that's very relatable um, as far as, you know, both as an EA, but also just as a human being, as far as like what we sometimes have to tackle. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being so um, vulnerable and open with the lessons and um, so human, because I think that there's a lot that people can really extrapolate from this conversation. Excellent. I hope it, I hope, yeah, I hope it helps people. Great. It's been Thank a pleasure. You Thank so you so much. <laughs> Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Mm-hmm.